are listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or 
CAC Daily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, on this Monday. Yeah, first day of the week, as well as, well, it's the second day of a new month. So thank you for joining us today. Hope you're having a great day so far. Sun shining here in East Kentucky. That's right. We got a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Looks like it's currently about 58 degrees. (laughs) Yeah, 58 degrees outside. But uh, it's going to get to a high of 84 today. So yeah, we got all that getting ready to happen. So it's going to be very warm with brilliant brilliant, I might say, sunshine, dry, warm weather in store through at least midweek. So it's going to feel like 86, so it is going to be a warm one outside. And then tomorrow going to be a high of 83, patchy fog in the morning, otherwise mostly sunny and very warm. A gorgeous day to be outside is what the weatherman said. And then Wednesday, 82 for the high, sunny to partly cloudy and very warm. That's what we like. We like it to warm back up. It was feeling too much like the fall of the year. So now it's going to warm up and let us think it's still summer. But you're going to feel those cool mornings this morning, 58 at 10.07. And uh, 56 was our low 59 for tomorrow for the low, and then the low for Wednesday, 59. So the mornings are cool, but the evenings are warm. Welcome to East Kentucky fall weather. And let's see what else we got going on. Looking at our current radar conditions, you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, there's nothing going on, nothing but sunshine. So we'll take that. And we're glad that you've joined us today. Hope you had a great weekend. We had a great weekend at CAC. We uh, had a great Sunday morning lesson. Had some guests come and visit with us. And uh, we certainly appreciate them being with us. Also, uh, Brother DeBarge preached uh, a good message. And then we went over to Pikeville and had a good service over there. Still got some people out at Pikeville that uh, are sick and and uh, other hindrances, but uh, we certainly hope to see them back in church soon. And uh, but we still had uh, a good turnout yesterday, and we certainly appreciate that. Well, let's see what else we got to talk about this morning before we jump into our Bible reading. Of course, we're reading our way through the Old Testament. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop back through the New Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you have read through the Second Bible Samuel, right here chapter 20. on CAC Daily ICAST. But, um, well, we do have some announcements that we need to make and some uh, prayer requests that we need to give in. So let's start with the announcements. And, of course, these are updated uh, on a... Uh, on a just about a daily basis, if not a weekly basis. Uh, we want to remember, coming up, if you want to be in the Christmas program at CAC, you got to sign up now. The sign-up sheet is on the back podium. 
coming up just about, oh, 19 days away, we're going to be having our homecoming services. That's right. CAC Homecoming, Saturday, October the 21st. And uh, that's going to be at 7 p.m. And then Sunday, October the 22nd at 11 a.m., Brother George Scott's going to be with us. So we're excited about him being with us. Then on Tuesday, October 31st, I think this is when they will designate trunk, uh, trick or treat. We're going to have an alternative People says, are y'all just having trick-or-treat? Nope, we're having trunk-or-treat, and we're going to try to witness to our community by giving them information about the church and let them know all the good things that uh, the Lord is doing at CAC. So come on out and be with us. That'll be, we're thinking tentatively, tentatively, there we go, tentatively. It will be Tuesday, October the 31st, 6 to 8 p.m. Also, CAC Harvest Time Crusade coming up Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chester. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Moppin. So we certainly appreciate all of them being with us again this year. And then we right here at CAC Daily iCast are going to celebrate our 10th anniversary online Tuesday, December the 5th. We started broadcasting back Monday through Friday, back on December the 5th in 2013. Yeah, 2013 was a good year. It's before COVID. It's before all the craziness in the world started. But uh, yeah, we're going to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Then the CAC Christmas program will be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And CAC New Year's Eve celebration, Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. And then, of course, we have our prayer requests that we want to remind you of that uh, we have coming up. And uh, I think my prayer request may have done something by not coming up like it should. And, uh, well, we'll just have to see what happened to our prayer requests and see if uh, they're on there. So I don't know what happened to them, but nevertheless, it seems as if uh, the prayer requests have, some for some reason, decided not to appear. And uh, we'll just have to... See what happened to that a little later. Technology, you got to love it. Yeah, you got to love it. And uh, so sometimes uh, it works, sometimes it don't. And this morning it decided it did not want to work. So anyway, with our prayer request, we want to uh, remember Sister Tennille McCoy, David Kiefer family, Braden Anderson, and Cohen Hunt. Let's remember all of these in prayer, and uh, we want to uh, ask the Lord to remember all of you. If you have a prayer request, you can put it in the chat room, the comment section. You can also uh, call in at 606-282-4108 or email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. And let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless us today as we 
open the broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every one today as we gather together from all across the U.S. and around the world to fellowship as well as study your word. Bless us all, Lord, that we will look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. There may be some today who are watching that are sick in body or have circumstances and situations they need for you to work out. Lord, we pray that you would begin to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. I pray that you would be with those that are sick, those that are afflicted, those that have lost loved ones by way of death. And Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one today that is watching either live or by way of on demand. As we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Well, we're reading our way through the Old Testament, and today we're going to pick up in 2 Samuel chapter 24. Chapter 24. And again the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go, number Israel and Judah. For the king said to Joab, the captain of the host, which was with him, Go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and number ye the people, that I may know the number of the people. And Joab said unto the king, Now the Lord thy God add unto the people, how many soever they be, an hundredfold, and that the eyes of my lord the king may see it. But why doth my lord the king delight in this thing? Notwithstanding, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the host. And Joab and the captains of the host went out from the presence of the king to number the people of Israel. And they passed over Jordan and pitched in a roar on the right side of the city that lieth in the midst of the river of Gad and toward Jazer. Then they came to Gilead and to the land of Tatim Hadshai, and they came to Danjaim and about to Zidon and came to the stronghold of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and of the Canaanites. And they went out to the south of Judah, even to Beersheba. So when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. And Joab gave up the sum of the number of the people under the king. And there were in Israel eight hundred thousand valiant men that drew the sword, and the men of Judah were five hundred thousand men. And David's heart smote him after that he had numbered the people. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done. And now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. For when David was up in the morning, the word of the Lord came unto the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and say unto David, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose thee one of them, that I may do it unto thee. So Gad came to David, and told him, and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or wilt thou flee three months before thine enemies, while they pursue thee? Or that there be three days' pestilence in thy land? Now advise, and see what answer I shall return to him that sent me. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. 
So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed. And there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba 70,000 men. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Araunah the Jebusite. And David spake unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people, and said, Lo, I have sinned, and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. And Gad came that day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Araunah the Jebusite. And David, according to the saying of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. And Araunah looked and saw the king and his servants coming on toward him. And Araunah went out and bowed himself before the king on his face upon the ground. And Araunah said, Wherefore is my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Araunah said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be oxen for burnt sacrifice, and threshing instruments, and other instruments of the oxen for wood. All these things did Araunah as a king give unto the king. And Araunah said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. And the king said unto Araunah, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built there an altar unto the Lord, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land, and the plague was stayed from Israel. First Kings First King. a.m. here in East Kentucky on a cool morning. It's just 60 degrees outside, but it's going to heat up pretty nicely today. Somewhere in around the 84 degree range, looks like. So, uh, yeah, we'll take that. Well, we're reading our way through the Old Testament, and you just heard 2 Samuel chapter 24. It's now time for us to do a little something-something that we like to do about this time of the broadcast. It's just simply, do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. In Acts chapter 6 and verse number 1, we read, And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. When the early church began to grow, it didn't take long before a problem arose that required the attention of the twelve apostles growth of the church now required expanding the ministry. 
So they appointed seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, to be over this business. And in doing so, the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. When growth happens, don't let the challenges of growth overwhelm you. Let ministry grow so church growth can continue. Time it is. I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's q95fm.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. How many generations were there from Adam to Noah? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And... We'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of this would have been Thursday's trivia question. We didn't have a broadcast on Friday due to a funeral. So Thursday's trivia question, here we go. Well, on Thursday, we had the question of... um, Simply, who was the first king in Israel? And out of those that participated, it looks like 80% of you got it correct with the correct answer, Saul. So, yeah, 80% of you got it correct, and we appreciate you doing these daily ICAST trivia questions. And uh, so uh, we hope that you have been a person that says, I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep on studying the Word, and that way I can always get more knowledge of the Word. So 80% of you got it correct with the correct answer, Saul, and that is found in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. And today's trivia question, how many generations were there from Adam to Noah. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It will take you where you need to go. Well, it is time for us to do the Commonwealth Minute. And uh, we got uh, today's Commonwealth Minute brought to you by the Commonwealth Policy Center. So here we go. 
Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Riley Gaines spoke in Bowling Green last week about fairness in women's sports and standing for the truth. Gaines endorsed Republican nominee for Governor Daniel Cameron and told the crowd of nearly 300 that they need the courage to stand for what's right, particularly in the governor's race. Gaines was a 12-time All-American University of Kentucky women's swimmer who had to compete against a biological male, Leah Thomas, in the Nationals. Gaines shared her story about tying the 200 freestyle with Thomas, but NCAA officials gave Thomas the trophy, and Gaines went home empty-handed. Gaines criticized Andy Bashir for vetoing the Fairness in Women's Sports Act last year. Even though transgender rights is taking center stage in the governor's race, whether it's important enough to voters remains to be seen. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Minute. And uh, the executive director, Richard Nelson, we appreciate him uh, contacting us. And we kind of agreed to uh, go ahead and play his segments on this broadcast coming up in just about three minutes we will be taking our little break and the reason we take a break we like to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions put them on the archives people can watch them on their own time frame and even share them to other people well this is uh, the 154th episode of this year And this is day 275 of 365. We usually get in about 200 episodes. It's going to be tight this year, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get that in or not. But um, we're uh, going to be close. But anyway, by the end of the year, we usually get about 200 episodes in. Uh, By the end of this year, as we celebrate our 10th anniversary on December the 5th, we will have over 2,100 episodes that have been aired right here on CAC Daily ICAST. Yeah, that's a lot of episodes. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. We started from 10 to 12, and then we had to cut it back an hour because of our scheduling and uh, just different things come up and always always hindered us from doing that, so we went to a one-hour segment. Well, uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, We got our uh, teaching session, as we said, coming up in just now about a minute from now. So why don't we just try to throw in here um, a little bit of something that we like to do, and it is just simply this day in history. And it's brought to you by the History Channel. We'll try to get as many of this day in history as we can. It was in 1985 that Hollywood icon Rock Hudson died of AIDS. That's right. So let's see what else is going on. Well, it was 1965 that Gatorade... Yeah, Gatorade was invented at the University of Florida. Yeah. Well, let's see what else we got. It was in 1944 that Warsaw Uprising ends. 1941, during World War II, Operation Tiger. 
typhoon is launched. In 1919, Woodrow Wilson suffered a stroke on this day in history. 1835, first shots of the Texas Revolution fired in the Battle of Gonzales. In 1958, the year I was born, the Cold War comes to Africa as Guyana gains its independence. I guess I pronounced that right. Looks like Guinea. Like in Guinea Pig. And 1780, this day in history, Benedict Arnold, accomplice, is hanged. Well, it is time for us to take our 30-second break. And the reason we take a 30-second break, of course, we have to clear up the lags so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast as we bring you just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study 21st century style. I'm Richard D. McKinney. I'll be teaching the lesson today and we hope that you have your pad, pencil, Bible, concordance, ever how you study the word. You got it all spread out and ready to study with us so that we can all dig a little deeper. 
Uh, used to be a little song that said, dig a little deeper in the well, child, dig a little deeper in the well. And that's what we're doing here at CAC Daily ICAST as we study the word of the Lord. Well, we want to jump right in where we left off, and this would have been Thursday. We did not have a broadcast on Friday due to a funeral that we had to attend. So uh, this would have been where we left off on Thursday. We are in Revelation chapter 3, and we are in verse number 18. It begins to say, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, we want to go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is going to be lesson number 1088 of our study through the word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that we will take the word off the pages of the book. We will put them into our hearts. We will study them, rightly divide it, and expound it fully. And Lord, we ask that you would bless each and every one today who is watching, that they will have a greater knowledge of your word, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some people look at these seven churches as seven different time periods. Uh, For instance, they look at Laodicea, of which the church we're studying today, Uh, as being our present age. Now, whether you look at them as being different uh, time periods or whether you look at them as saying, I see a little bit of the church today in all of them, the uh, study of Laodicea just lets us know, and I guess you could look at all seven churches, just lets us know what will happen to us if we become Uh, like uh, the things they were doing uh, and the things they were not doing. So uh, I take it as that. Uh, Some people take it as time periods and certain uh, centuries and different things. But I just look at it and say, if if I follow the word and and do uh, like the church at Philadelphia did, there was no rebuke against them, uh, no condemnation. Uh, If I can please the Lord to where he has nothing negative to say to me, then I will be doing well. But uh, all of these churches that had things going on, the other six uh, that they were uh, given some condemnation, uh, we don't want to fall into those categories. So that's kind of what I want to open up today with. And as we look at uh, the church of Laodicea, of course, we know it as uh, the lukewarm church. Uh, They were neither hot, they were neither cold, they were lukewarm. And the Lord promised 
uh, them that if you don't repent, if you don't uh, be zealous and repent, uh, then he's going to spew you uh, out of his mouth, and which means rejection, which means totally uh, rejected. I don't want to be rejected by the Lord, and you certainly don't want to be rejected by the Lord. So let's try to not follow this pattern of lukewarmness. Now, I see that in our world today. Uh, I have seen a little bit of every church in our world today, but I see a lukewarmness in our world today. People are neither on fire for the Lord. They're neither... uh, people that refresh other people or uh, they're so cold and, and indifferent that, um, that they're, they're not, uh, you know, they don't even feel God. A lukewarm person is a person who uh, is, is like um, settled in and just wants to just say, yeah, I'm part of the church, but they don't really worship the Lord. They don't really praise the Lord. They don't respond to the preaching of the word. They just kind of just sit there and they're unaffected by the preaching and teaching of the word. They're lukewarm. They they don't feel anything. They don't think they need to do any better. They don't think they're lost. They certainly don't. The church of Laodicea did not think it was lost but uh, they're not doing anything to get any closer to the Lord or to respond to the Lord. I see that in our world today, that people that just sit unaffected by the preaching and teaching of the Word. They don't change. They don't want to change. They don't think they need to change. And that's a dangerous place to be when you feel like that everything's okay and you don't have need of anything, but you really find out that, yeah, you got need of a lot of stuff. And um, so looking at the condemnation, there was much about this church that the Lord had to speak against or condemn. The church of Laodicea claimed to be wealthy. They didn't have need of anything. When we get to where we think we have reached a plateau, and I think this is why they become lukewarm, it's because they thought, we don't have need of anything. We we uh, repented. We've been baptized in Jesus' name, been filled with the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We go to church. We, we uh, you know, give in offerings and tithes, and we do those things. So we don't have need of anything. Well, we still need the Lord. And we still need to respond to the Lord. That's why when you come to church, you should be willing to lift up that name that is above every name. The church of Laodicea did not want to do that. They felt they had need of nothing. So there was no need to worship. There was no need to pray. There was no need to uh, praise the Lord because they felt like everything was fine. When you get into a place where you feel like everything is fine and you don't have need of anything, that's when you get in trouble. We need the Lord. I never want to get in a place where I'm lukewarm and think I'm fine. You know, I call it the Goldilocks religion because they they don't want preaching too harsh or too hot. They don't want preaching too cold. 
They want it just right so they can settle into the church and feel comfortable. How many times have you heard somebody say, find you a church that you're comfortable in? No, never find you a church you're comfortable in. Find you a church that is always pushing you, nudging you, trying to get you to get a little bit closer to the Lord and farther away from the world. I think that's the greatest thing that we could understand as we study uh, Laodicea, that this lukewarm church uh, was poor and wretched and miserable and blind. They had need of everything when they thought they had need of nothing. This lukewarm, self-satisfied, complacent church just, you know, was one of these uh, groups of people that just, felt like there was no need to get excited about Jesus anymore. There was no need to get excited about uh, church. There was no need to get excited about a prayer life. They were just, okay, I've done all that. Now I'm just waiting on the Lord. But I tell you, if we wait on the Lord in a lukewarm condition, we will be rejected totally, spewed out of his mouth. You don't want that to happen. So with that said, the Lord said they were poor, they were wretched, they were miserable, and they were blind. And also they were naked. Now, it doesn't mean they was walking around without clothes. It means they was not clothed in righteousness. They were not clothed upon with the righteousness. Because notice he said that uh, they were to buy white raiment white raiment. So let's look at look at this just for a moment because uh, he says, I counsel thee, first of all, uh, you know, I'm giving you some good counsel. Buy of me gold tried in the fire. Get pure again. It wasn't saying, uh, you know, the Lord is a, a, a gold exchange. He, uh, you know, that that it was like these uh, commercials for uh, investing in gold. That wasn't what the Lord was talking about. He was talking about the purity. What happens when gold is tried in the fire or put in the fire? All the things that are impure are separated from it, and it comes out as pure gold. Uh, that's how they get pure gold. They put it in the fire, they turn up the heat, and then pure gold comes out. That's what this is talking about. We have got to let the Lord help us uh, so that we can uh, get rid of all of the impurities, all of the sin. You know, the Bible says that sin and weights, uh, they easily beset us. Uh, we got to get rid of sin. We can't say, well, I'm saved so I can keep sinning. We done talked about how that once saved, always saved, is a false doctrine. But looking at this, we see that he says, you need to become pure. So that lets me know that the church of Laodicea was not a pure church. They still had sin going on. They still allowed uh, impurities to enter in. And so that's why this reference, I feel, is given like gold tried in the fire. This is how we have to be. Let our lives be like gold tried in the fire. Whatever you got to do, 
to receive the Holy Ghost and fire. That's right, Holy Ghost and fire. Fire purifies. Your life needs to be pure. Your thoughts need to be pure. Your life needs to be pure. So therefore, you know, if you if you don't want to wind up as a lukewarm saint of God, you have to get rid of some of the things that are considered impure. Look at the Word of God. It'll tell you what you need to lay aside. You know, everybody says sin, and it's kind of genericized. But sin is anything that contradicts God's Word, His commandments, what He instructs us to do. If we break His commandments, it's sin. If He says, come out from among the world, and we're still indulging in worldly things, then we're sinning. If he says, you know, not touch the unclean thing, and and that can be anything from idolatry to all sorts of witchcraft in our day and all sorts of ungodliness in our day, if we can abstain from the very appearance of evil, then we'll become pure. And that's what the Lord is telling the church of Laodicea. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. And then he starts talking about their uh, raiment, their clothing, uh, because first of all, they were referred to as naked. Now, I don't believe they was walking around nude. I believe that what was happening, they was not clothed upon with righteousness. They lived unrighteous. They walked unrighteous. They lived in sin. They walked in sin. They thought just going to church was enough. How many people have you met that that literally try to tell you, oh, I go to church, and they think that's enough? Or they repent, and they think that's enough. Well, he says, you got to buy some white raiment, I'm counseling you to buy white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. So this white raiment is is righteousness. Anytime you, uh, you know, you can think of the song in my robe of white. Uh, you can uh, talk about the, the, the saints who are dressed in white. White always represents righteousness, holiness. And, and and he's saying, you better buy from me this white raiment, this righteousness. It doesn't mean you can take your dollars and say, well, I, I put in $100 in the offering, so I'm buying some righteousness. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's simply telling you that you've got to go to the Lord and get right. That's right. If you're going to be right, you got to get right. And if you're going to get right, you got to go to the Lord. Everything we need to be righteous, we can get from him. That's that's why it's it's using the term buy. But uh that that term buy and if I could um if I could uh just kind of get into um uh maybe a, a little bit of better understanding here uh for us in our translations as we look at these um you know, when you talk about buying something, you talk about purchasing it, right? Or you talk about uh, 
trading something for something. That that would be considered buying also. Well, um, let me see if I can find this in verse 18, uh, that he counsels them to uh, buy. And, and this word buy in the Greek, it just simply means to go to market or to go to the source, to go to the one that has what you need. Of course, we know that's the Lord, right? We go to the one that has what we need. So that's what it means. It means to purchase, but it also means uh, to redeem. And uh, if we look at it in, in all of those senses, uh, we find that it is a place where you get what you need. Now, they thought they had need of nothing. So people that think they don't need anything, they're not going to go to the Lord and get what they need. People says, well, I don't need to repent. I know people that repented years and years and years and years ago, and they think today they don't have to repent anymore. There's nothing to repent about. I done took care of that. But you see, they, they think they have need of nothing. Every day I wake up, I have need of mercy, grace, forgiveness. I need all those things the Lord can give me. So that's why we go to the Lord in prayer. We go to the one that we can buy from, that we can get what we need from. I hope this is is making uh, you know uh, sense in how we're describing everything. And uh, if it's not, just let me know, and we'll try our best to answer your questions uh, somewhere uh, at a later time. But looking at this, and we see that uh, we are told uh, to uh, buy, to buy not only gold tried in the fire, which is purity, uh, but to now buy some white raiment, get right, get righteous, do what is right. And then it goes on to say, because you're, you're poor, wretched, miserable, blind, and naked, you need to buy this gold tried in the fire, buy raiment that you can be clothed, clothed and anoint your eyes. You need anointing. There's a song that says, anointing fall on me, anointing fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me, anointing fall on me. Anointing is the covering. If you remember back in the Old Testament, when a prophet anointed someone to be uh, a prophet, a king or something, he poured oil upon them. Well, the anointing we get today is not necessarily oil, but it is the presence of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. And so we are to anoint our eyes so that we can see. Get the anointing of the Lord in your life, which means you're going to leave carnality to the side 
And now you're not going to be carnal anymore. You're going to be spiritual. You're going to see things different. You're going to uh, walk different. You're going to talk different. You're going to dress different. You're going to be a different person. Now, a lot of people just think, oh, well, you know, if you start going to church, that's enough. You go to church. But you got to change. You got to be a different, you got to be a new creature in Christ. So when we look at this um, instruction, this counsel, if you will, that the Lord is giving the church of Laodicea, he's telling them, you got to buy gold tried in the fire, and it comes from the Lord. So that purity comes from the Lord. You've got to buy white raiment from the Lord. Righteousness comes from him, from him. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we need righteousness that he gives. And then we find that if we will anoint our eyes with eyesap, let his anointing cover us, then we can see things clearly. I don't know about you, but I'm sure you'll say the same thing. I see things differently now that I'm in the presence of the Lord, studying his word, following him, serving him, than I did when I was in the world. When I was in the world, I saw things in a carnal way. Now that I'm serving the Lord, I see things under the anointing in a spiritual way. That's what the Lord is telling the church of Laodicea. If you find yourself lukewarm today, you need to start looking to the Lord and get purity, uh, get, get forgiveness, get a robe of white, if you will, some righteousness. Start doing things right, talking right, thinking right, seeing right. And if we can do that, we'll not be lukewarm anymore. Because if a person never understands they're an alcoholic, they'll never try to do anything about it. First thing you have to admit is, I am an alcoholic. And then you start taking steps to get better. Same with a drug addict. you got to say, no, I have a problem. I'm a drug addict. So now you start your journey to get better. It's the same way with serving the Lord. We repent of our sins, and then we start our journey to getting better, to getting clothed upon with righteousness, to quit sinning and walk in the right path, do the right things, say the right things, be a new creature. Our eyes are now anointed, and we see this is what I am. And if you're lukewarm, you need to admit, I am lukewarm. I am not what I used to be. I am not where I should be. And if you can admit that, you can start the steps. But remember, you're not going to get complete or better by looking to man. You're not going to get better by just thinking, if I just follow what they do or do what they do, I'll be all right. You have to go to the Lord. That's why the Lord didn't say, go to the pastor. He didn't say, go to the pastor and confess your sins and tell him all your problems and he'll tell you what to do. But he said, 
I counsel thee to buy of me. The Lord doesn't want you to try to get cleansed. And I know people that go to priests and other things and they they ask for forgiveness and and, uh, they go through a few uh, ceremonial things and they think they're clean. We got to go to Jesus. We've got to go to the Lord. That he said, I counsel thee. What did he say? Let's just go back to verse 18. I counsel thee to buy of who? Me. Not not Richard McKinney, not any other pastor, not the pastor of Laodicea. But I counsel you to buy of me. That's the Lord talking. That's the only way we can be righteous. That's the only way we can get forgiveness. That's the only way we can come out as pure, pure gold, clothed in raiment. That's the only way we can do that. So with that said, I want to close with this because the Lord instructed Laodicea to repent. Sometimes you just need to sit down and say, I see where I'm at and I'm not where I should be. I'm going to repent and get back where you once were. Now, repent. That's that's something that all of us can do. And, and you know, here's the thing. Um, one of the saddest pictures in the Bible is that of our Lord standing at the door and knocking. Remember? Oh, you've got, you've got uh, paintings of the Lord standing and knocking. There's no doorknob for him to open because we have to open up. The Lord's not going to force his way into your life. He's not going to uh, make you do anything. You have to open the door and invite him. What does the door represent? Your heart. You have to open your heart and receive the Lord into your heart. And then he can sup with you and you with him, and you can start doing the things that pleases him, having a relationship with the Lord. Now, uh, Jesus does knock at the heart's door of every unsaved man. However, this message is addressed to the Laodicean church, and here, This church has its doors closed and Jesus locked out. I'm afraid too many churches today are all about presentation, all about talent, all about uh, theatrics, all about trying to present something to the world that they like rather than letting Jesus in. They've locked Jesus out. The church of Laodicea became lukewarm because they didn't allow Jesus in the service anymore. They didn't want Jesus to move in their lives anymore. Are you lukewarm? Have you realized that after this study of seven churches that you can not only see the... uh, the things that these churches were either guilty of or or able to um, able to uh, 
kind of look at and say, I see a little bit of each church in our life and in our world today. Well, if you are lukewarm, it's time to buy from the Lord the gold tried in the fire, the raiment, the white raiment, eye salve so you can see. Open the door. Don't lock Jesus out. And I know way too many churches that have Jesus locked out because it's all about their presentation, their talents, their abilities. If you give the world the world, all the world will have is the world. But if you give the world Jesus, they come out from among the world and be separate. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to study the word. I pray, Lord, that we have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully, and we're all going to leave here with more knowledge than we came. Help somebody who is lukewarm today. Help some church that is lukewarm. Help us, Lord, never to fall into lukewarmness. And we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Because we're going to buy from you gold tried in the fire, white raiment, eyesight, because you have all the answers. We're going to open up and let you in our life, in our churches. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, I certainly hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session. I tell you, there is um, so much that uh, is in those seven churches that you could discuss and talk about and and relate to. Uh, but uh, I want to do whatever it takes to hear him say, well done. If it means I've got to uh, step up and, and, and go to him and get what I need uh, and what I'm lacking, if you're lacking uh, a relationship, then open up the door and let Jesus in. That's how we have a relationship with the Lord. He comes in our life. We talk to him in prayer. We read his word. We study how we can please him. And then that relationship gets developed and we become better people because we're with Jesus. Well, with that said and done, we do have our trivia question up and running. And that does close out chapter three that we've been studying. So we'll pick up on chapter four uh, tomorrow. But uh, with that said, we do have our trivia question, our trivia question for today. How many generations were there from Adam to Noah? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy this beautiful day in the neighborhood because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, 
while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.